0: Thunder
1: to Writer's Blockbusters, the show where we treat the final edit of a movie like it's the script, but today we're going to treat the final edit of a pilot like it's the script. But first, I want you guys to introduce yourselves.
2: I am Jimmy George. I am a screenwriter and script consultant. My Twitter handle is at Jimmy R. George.
0: I am Jamie Nash. I'm a screenwriter and the writer of Save the Cat Writes for TV. <laughs> <laughs> which I'll be, which I'll be saying for now on to sell my copies of my, of my book that I desperately need to sell, right? Um, but that's fine. And you're at Jamie underscore Nash on oh, Twitter, right? At Jamie underscore Nash at Twitter, right?
1: And I'm Bob Rose, on and Twitter. I am apparently mentioned in Jamie Nash's book, so I'm immortal now. So thank you, Jamie. Man. Right. Thank you um, for that. Uh, yeah, thank you for that. Thank but, you for spell checking. <laughs> And today we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, something that I think concerns your book a little bit, which is the pilot episode of Cobra Kai.
0: That's right, that's yeah. right. It's it's the show that inspired me to write the book. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be good if it was. You could lie if you want. <laughs> yeah. It's the only reason to to understand the depths of this pilot I've had to write a book. (laughs) So, yeah. I got a PhD in Cobra Kai.
2: For anyone listening to clarify. Strike hard. That's
1: (laughs) that's right. right, No mercy. For anyone listening to clarify, today we are talking about the pilot episode of Cobra Kai. We're not talking about the entire show. We're not talking about the Karate Kid franchise. Just the pilot, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. I just, just want to clarify pilot. the opening for anyone listening. They're like, why are they saying this? We're like, there's just this.
0: <laughs> just, just a pilot. And, and the reason why, and, and this is a little bit of book stuff. But, and first of all, thanks. Uh, the guys are entertaining me because my book is just coming out. It's coming out on March 30th, but technically Amazon released the print copy early, like two weeks early for some crazy reason, which all of a sudden it showed up at my door and everybody was like, why is it showing up at our door? <laughs> we'll take it. Um, so, and the and the book is really pilot focused. It So the book itself, it tells you how to create a show. It tells you how to um, come up with the first season. And it tells you how to like break a pilot story. Uh, so come up with your pilot story. But really all those things are in service of writing a pilot or maybe like a little pitch treatment. Because as writers, that's all we really need to write. You don't have to go and write five <laughs> seasons of a show. <laughs> Until the show is bought and you have a writer's room, and you know, writing's a team sport. And this show is a this uh Cobra Kai pilot was written by many people, but you know, you can imagine if you were a new writer, the way to sell this would be to create a pilot or create a pitch. So that's why we're watching the pilot in particular, not like doing season one and seeing what's instructive <clears throat> about writing an entire season of television, right? Right, uh, yeah. So,
1: well, well, then
0: that brings that begs the question, Jamie, who wrote this shit? Yeah. Who wrote this shit? Um, so one, you know, this is based on characters created by Robert Mark Kamen and Robert Mark Kamen is like, when people ask me who my favorite screenwriter is in some ways, I say he, well, he hasn't written my, you know, all my top movies or anything like Lawrence Kasdan. He's had this journeyman career. I wish I could have, you know, like any screenwriter writ- written, a lot of different things. So he wrote the original karate kid movies um he he wrote um gladiator was one of his movies yeah yeah he wrote lethal weapon (laughs) three he wrote he wrote the transporter series he was he was the writer behind that he wrote taken um so he's had this long career of all these different you know a lot of action movies in there and stuff um he wrote taps before he wrote karate kid um (laughs) anyway i mean it's solid work it's a solid career He's had this long career of all these different, um, all
1: these different genres. If I'm not mistaken, they, the the guys responsible, two of them at least, are the Hot Tub Time Machine guys, right? They're the Hot Tub Time Machine guys, which is a movie yep. I greatly love and respect. Love it. Love Hot Tub Time Machine quite a bit. So,
0: <laughs> that, yeah, this this pilot in the show was created by um, Josh Held, Hayden Schlossberg, and John Hurwitz. Um, are they all three of those, the hot tub time machine guys? I think they might be. They might I think be. Was it was a, was it a trio or I, I think it might be a trio. I will check. I'm um, talking. Yeah. I have it up here. I, I just didn't have all three of them up as the tricky thing, but I guess if you looked up hot tub time machine, I feel like they all out. had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Um, So they, they created this thing, you know, as their baby. Uh, they're the showrunners of it. It's their main thing now. Um, And then there's Stacey Harmon gets a credit as executive story editor and Michael Jonathan Smith gets a credit as staff writer. But I I guess that's for everything. Let me (coughs) say that's for the full season. Yeah, that's the full season. That's probably not the pilot.
1: According to IMDb, it was Josh, Josh held. And you said, and John Morris and Sean Anders were responsible for writing hot tub time machine. So,
0: okay. I guess. Yeah,
1: it's, josh held john herwitz and hayden schlossberg so it's just josh held that was involved with hot tub time machine
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yes I, i'm trying to remember what oh i know what it was this is why i get it confused harold and kumar uh, that's you know, a, it's ha yeah, ha. the same same yeah, yeah. Same, yeah same tone it's, it's the same kind of wacky thing you know mm-hmm. that a movie i like um and uh they also he i knew he produced or wrote a movie that a friend of mine was in, on um, Blockers. Uh, which, I which love Blockers; is yes. great. Yeah, Scary. really underrated. So, so another plug: uh, Jimmy Bellinger, who is in a short I directed, that will be premiering on March 30th at the, <laughs> at the, at the Garden State Film Festival, a comedy of horrors, Volume One. So, check out <laughs> Blockers, Jimmy Bellinger.
2: Um, this is great. <laughs> Here you go.
0: So, yeah, it was. It, they did the Harold and Kumar stuff and uh gotcha. an american okay. reunion as well right so,
1: oh
2: okay cool
0: so that's the guy
1: so they've really been living in a in a pure comedy space until the i guess that that'll bring us to a tone later for this show right the, the,
2: hot, yeah. the hot tub time machine thing is really interesting jamie do you think that has something to do with you know like because it was hot tub time machine is such an 80s throwback also you think you, I, that they were like, What other eighties ideas do you have since you had such success with the eighties throwback? You, couldn't
1: you say like Rod Cordry's character almost has like shades of Johnny yeah. in this Absolutely. Like, yeah, like yeah, like same
0: man at a time. It's it's funny when I think of this thing i mean this thing really was almost a youtube video right well there was a
1: youtube mm-hmm. video it was a, like originally this. a youtube red series i watched the first season on youtube red no
2: but he's talking about there there's a there's a video that went viral yeah oh, it oh reimagines okay. daniel as the villain oh yeah, yeah it was yeah, like yeah yeah
0: it was like who's the real bad guy in karate kid and it right. got really popular and this it almost seemed like that was their sizzle reel i mean Absolutely. i know they didn't have anything to do with it but you could see where they went back to youtube it's a look, this had 10 million hits. Why don't we yeah. do a show like this? You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they were like, yeah, let's do it. Um, also, I, if I remember right, and I should have looked this up too. Didn't William Zabka wasn't he on How I Met Your Mother and played himself or yep, something? Yeah, he I did. remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: repeatedly, not just repeatedly. Once. Like yeah, repeatedly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I sort of had a vague memory of that. There, <laughs> and I mean, he's
2: I, very he's very much like this character. In right, he kind of played himself.
1: <laughs> I don't know played if, his yeah. character as himself. You guys probably something. won't remember this either, but there was a very popular Funny or Die, uh, short with um Daniel Larusso seeing the remake of Karate Kid and being completely depressed. <laughs> like he was kind of Johnny in this show, but in real life,
2: it's ha- I, think, fantastic. I think the
1: franchise has had shades of this kind of joke
2: for. A, yeah. Yeah. For so it's, it's, I, I love like thinking about all the different things that gave birth to this, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um that's, that's probably the enough of the history of it, but uh, also, you know, it, it premiered on YouTube red. They did two seasons. They got out of the, the fictional business, the scripted business. Right. Uh, I think altogether and it eventually uh went over to Netflix. So, yeah.
1: and it exploded became it exploded. the number one TV show in the world for like wow, 2020, right? Yeah. Um Yeah. Okay, uh well, did you let's talk about
0: what p- pilots must do, right? Is that where we right, are? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and so here's the thing, you know, I talked about why pilots are so important to new writers. And uh, of course, that's what we're going to talk about today with Cobra Kai and, and see what we can learn from it. But here's the thing about pilots. Pilots are, if you want to break into television, they're going to ask you to submit scripts. They're not going to, ma- they're not going to let you pitch. Um, the, the funny thing is most shows are sold by pitches. Like most shows, they'll go to Aaron Sorkin and they'll say, what do you got? And they'll go. I got Cobra Kai. Can you imagine Aaron Sorkin, Aaron Sorkin, Sorkin <laughs> writing Cobra Kai? <laughs> Aaron Sorkin's Cobra Kai. Um, and he'll, he'll then pitch something, and then they'll hire him to write a pilot. And if they like the pilot, they'll make the pilot, you know, stuff like that. That's, that's how normal business is conducted in television. However, for new writers, the way it works, it's very different than screenwriting in, in some regard. Your, your job is to try to get a day job essentially you're auditioning to work on Cobra Kai. You want to be one of the people, one of the eight people or however many they have that sits in a room and goes nine to five for a few months. And they write on a whiteboard and they say, what's the show about? That's what you're doing as a television writer. They're called writer's rooms. And the way to get on those writer's rooms, I mean, it's not this easy, but what you need is you need original scripts and Nowadays, back in the day, they used to let you submit what were called specs in the television business. And specs in the television business would be like, um, they're famous ones, like like it's the Happy Days episode where Richie finds Fonzie's little black book and it's got all men in it or something like that. Um, But they're usually, they're episodes of pre-existing television shows that you write and would submit. That's the old days. Nowadays, Almost every showrunner, and I asked a bunch writing this book, and um, they basically said they want originals, they want pilots, they don't want specs. They're, every now and then you'll find this weird unicorn that says, you know, I want to see you write an episode of Cobra Kai, you know, or something, or Hawaii, by <clears> the <throat> um, But nowadays, they almost all want originals, which means if you're in TV, you want to write a pilot, a TV pilot. Um, but here's the, here's the catch-22 of TV pilots. It's like the hardest thing to write in screenwriting as <laughs> right, a TV right. pilot. It is the hardest thing to write because it's it's a sales pitch. It's it's a promise of a great show. It's a setup for a great show. It it has to introduce great characters that you want to invite into your living room every week. It has to do all these things. And on top of that, you as a new writer have to make a kind of you on a plate script, something that introduces your voice. What makes you great, and it's kind of this you on a plate script. So it's it's like the hardest thing to possibly do, but that's kind of what you're tasked to do if you want to break into television. Mm. So anyway, that's what
1: a pilot must do. It's a it's I guess it's a bluep- it's a blueprint without having all the information.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. It's true. Yeah, it's, it's true. Because yeah. in some ways, it's a show pitch, but it also on, on top of all those things that I just mentioned. It also has to be a cathartic story because they want to see that you know how to tell a, a beginning, middle, end kind of story. So it can't just be a setup. It can't, you know, if you're if they just asked you to write a setup for a movie, you could do 30 pages of just a setup and mm-hmm. then the thing. But in a TV show, it needs the midpoint twist. It needs the all is lost. It needs all those things. But it also has to be a great setup. So it's this it's this weird, you know, it's, it's it's a very weird task to be able to do especially for a new writer trying to break in <laughs> hey do the hardest thing <laughs> hey, write a complete story but it's not complete at all okay
1: that's right <laughs> Right?
0: yeah right. yeah uh t- t- and, 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 and and i mean just to, so I, I can rip to the next part yeah go so, for it please so to do a great pilot here's the here's the other big problem you can't write a great pilot unless you have a great show You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. you can't write a great pilot for a show that sucks. That'd be really (laughs) hard, you know, Uh, or just a boring, you imagine the worst television show idea. Imagine trying to write a pilot for that. It'd be really difficult. So not only are you now tasked with writing an original pilot, but now you're tasked with coming up with an original show that will be, you know, grab eyeballs. Um, it'll, it'll make people sit up and pay attention. Um, it's, uh, you know, so, you, so the first thing you have to do is come up with a great show. And um, the book actually has a lot of brainstorm ex- sections I use to create a great show. And there's really three main things that I, I think the start, you know, your creation, your brainstorming of a great show. Um, one is coming up with a fresh world, uh, even though there are shows like Seinfeld or something like that that aren't so much worlds but point of views. Those are usually shows that are created by stand-up comics or somebody with <laughs> right. like a really specific point of view. Right. Um, almost all the great shows you can think of have some new world or some interesting world at kind of at its start, um, and then you pair that with um, with what I call a franchise type. And where the franchise type comes from. Is when I used to pitch TV shows, they would ask this question. I'm not sure that they ask this as much anymore, but they'd say, What's the franchise? Right. And you'd be like, I don't know what the hell that means. Uh, you know, <laughs> right. it's a fran- it sounds like a real like cigar chompy kind of, you know, right. Like, right. What's- hey kid, what's, what's, the, what's franchise? the franchise? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like that. So um I came up with this list of franchise types, and the franchise types are. Story engines, essentially. That's, that's really what a, um, a franchise is. That's what it means. It means what's the reoccurring conflict that create episode after episode, year after year, you know, what is the thing that makes this a reoccurring thing and not just a one and done? Or, you know, what's, what's the thing that makes it stretch? Um, would that be so I guess? Can I, as yeah, somebody who's go, a novice here absolutely as somebody be, who hasn't read the book
1: I, I have not i ordered it right <laughs> before we started so don't be too mad at me um would this be something like per se a freak of the week engine like on a buffy type television show you have a helmet that's open and then you have a constant absolutely. monsters that can show up at all times keeping so, the story going right
0: so bob you win a free book you win a free book oh, awesome <laughs> because, sweet um <laughs> one of the first <laughs> one of the one of the first types I created, and these are very similar. If you know Save the Cat and the genre types, uh, they're similar to that, but these are for show creation as opposed to story creation. But one of them is called blank of the week. Um, oh, and that's uh, one of my okay. that's one of my ones. So that and, and Buffy would be an example of that. <clears throat>
2: I love how that's a blank canvas because like if you're doing like a lawyer show Case it, of the week. It, it yeah. Case of the week. Like, yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, like
1: I would say, yeah, like all of the Arrowverse and everything is predicated upon that, isn't
0: it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And even something like the Mandalorian, while it has a serialized storyline, mm-hmm. it kind of settles into a bit of a blank of the week. You know, it's kind yeah. of like the adventure of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, mission the of, of the week. Out of the, mission of the week. Bounty, Bounty of the
2: week. Yes. Bounty
0: of the week. Whatever whatever it is. So that's one of the types. Um, And I won't go into all of them because you got to buy the book. Um, uh, i did and you should too but like i mean can you guess what some of the other ones would be i mean if you think about it um, i mean
2: i I read the book so i won't say i got okay if i guess guess.
1: uh situational comedy i would guess like like, exactly like a seinfeld or or something like that that's Um, the second
0: one i call it trap together uh because it's usually people in a situation the situation is the trap and they're stuck together and they have to deal with each other. So that's that's like The the Office, you know, would be a trap together, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Um, any workplace comedies, anything like that, yeah. um, they're trapped togethers. Um, then a lot of the new serialized stuff that we see on Netflix and things like that, they, they fall into things that almost resemble those Save the Cat genres. So I have things like um, uh, Man or Woman with a Plan. And that's somebody mm. that has some plan and is trying to execute it. And I actually think Cobra Kai falls into that. I think okay. that's yep. what it is. I would, agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I should have, I should have waited and asked you. Asked <laughs> you. Um, a test. Uh, and then there's other ones like Dude with a Problem, which we've mm-hmm. seen in in the genres, yeah. which is somebody who you know has to fight for survival, or uh, maybe is that maybe like a something... Sopranos type of thing? It it could be. I, I'd have to look at the Sopranos fugitive fugitive yeah, is more fugitive, like definitely. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, pris-
2: prison break yeah
0: 24 um, maybe 24 something like that okay, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. homeland uh you know things yeah. like that um so and, and anyway there's a few more like that um and, and they're very similar to the genres but what i suggest the brainstorm pilots and this is a this is something i actually do and i, I go through an exercise in the book um I take a world that I'm interested in. And the one I do in the book is because I've am i always been a fan of pro wrestling, for example. And then I say, what could pro wrestling be as a trap together? You know, and mm-hmm. then, oh, well, that, that could be like the office with pro wrestling or something like that. And then I might go through and say, what could be the um, uh, blank of the week with a, uh, with you know, wrestling or something. And then I'm, I don't know, I might get in some other thing where it's more like an action show or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tend to do that. I take the worlds uh, the fresh world I want to write about that I'm interested in. And and because these things have to be you on a plate, my suggestion is you come up with the worlds you've either lived in, you want to live in, or, or you want to just create from whole cloth and come up with those worlds you <coughs> really love because that's what you need in your pilot. That's going to get you in one of these writers rooms. You got to kind of say who you are by writing these pilots and landing a gig in a writer's room. So anyway, that's more than enough of crazy. Uh, I wanna, I, I, that's I want to bounce.
2: I want to bounce off this with uh, talking about Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. um, because uh, Cobra Kai is an ex- is like an excellent example of geographic specificity. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, I probably I would say one out of every three scripts I consult on, amateur scripts, is a pilot, and the like the most common problem i see is they have a world
1: mm-hmm. and the
2: world is memorable and it's like a you know a wrestling it's very specific but it's not geographically specific so mm. we'll get mm. city quote unquote mm-hmm. we'll right, get right. rural area quote unquote and then what i what what happens is there's no uh like story engine specific to the to the geographical location Whereas mm-hmm. this one, this mm-hmm. could only take place in uh the Valley po- post nineteen eighty four All Valley Karate Tournament, Reseda and Encino, California.
0: Right, like, right.
2: It, 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 it's if it was another Encino, California, where the post uh, tournament existed, it wouldn't be this show. So like geographic specificity is so important. Imagine and-
1: Seinfeld in North Dakota. <laughs> right.
2: It doesn't work. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, <laughs>
0: It, and that's a very interesting point so world when i talk about worlds i also have a bunch of breakdowns for what types of worlds there are right so some are based purely on location it's like you know just location um some are jobs so world really means story arena mm-hmm. and, yeah 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 in, in the, in the, and this one's a little weird because the story arena is really the karate kid yes you know, exactly that, yeah it's exactly. an ip um and that's really what it is it's you know if you look at this it's it's whatever the IP of Karate Kid is. Yeah. Um, whereas if you were doing your own and it was like wrestling, that that'd be a little different.
2: Something yeah, I was different. talking more I, I guess I should rephrase, I was talking more about setting, which is sort of a yeah, companion yeah. to world. Yeah. No, no, I, no, I, I think, it think it it's in, right. in there though.
0: It fits right, right in there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I think if you were, you know, I think um California karate dojos, like if karate kid didn't exist, that would be a very, very specific world. Yeah. That you might know, but I might not know, you right, know? Right, um, Or like it, the Danny McBride movie, you know, he had a very specific um, fist foot way. Yeah, the it was, foot, foot, yeah. The foot yeah. fist way, yeah. Foot, foot, foot fist, fist way, way. Yeah, uh, that was the one he broke out with. You know, he right. had a very specific set of dojos he was looking at yeah. in that world. Um, those are movies. I, the funny thing is, I think, you know, if you're not into TV pilots, I think you can use the same exercise with the Save the Cat genre.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: You could come up with the world's, go to the save the cat genres it's like i always say like the brainstorming to me is trying to cross two things that haven't been crossed before like that's the thing so you might have something boring that's been done a million times like medical show but if you come up with the weird twist on the medical show then it's new again you know so mash mash yeah
2: yeah a medical show in vietnam
0: scrubs i mean Scrubs, (laughs) T- scrubs, <laughs> scrubs uh, yeah. to, to a lesser extent maybe um house you know it, right, it was sherlock holmes, turns so, into uh,
2: sherlock holmes yeah yeah,
0: yeah so exactly. it's, it's combining the two things that is the key yeah. The bringing the new thing into the old world so if you have a world that's been done a million times before especially if you have authenticity in that world like if you are a doctor or you worked in mm-hmm. a maybe you were just a somebody that worked at the front desk of a medical place and that's your pov um you know, that authenticity is really important in pilot world, even more so than film world, where film becomes a little bit about high concept and things like that. Um, Pilots really become about character and authenticity, I think. So it's a key thing to think about. Which is a perfect segue into tone, right? Mm-hmm. Tone. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. when
1: it comes to tone with Johnny. <laughs> right. There's a lot. There's a lot there. There's some
0: nuance. <laughs> it's. It's it's funny because this is a show like my, my one friend who Chris who listens to this all the time, like he and I get in a discussion. He's only watched one episode of the show and he doesn't really he doesn't like it. He's like, I think it it's kind of cheesy or I don't I don't know <laughs> what he said exactly. And um I really like this show. Like I can't get enough of it. Like I find it crazily entertaining. But I, uh, Jamie, I'm right on the same page with you. Like I want it really bad. Like
1: I want more <laughs> yeah. and more and more and I don't know why
0: and i can't tell because it gets really cheesy and cornball especially in later years like this episode actually i didn't find it all that cheesy and cornball like i found it kind of more straight than what happens later on like when you get the season I think three there,
1: there can be some confusion as into johnny johnny's own character obsessions and his own like person that seems cheesy but the actual mm. like story i don't feel that's that cheesy like a
2: as as someone who is both a fan of the series we won't talk about that of the of the karate kid movies Mm -hmm. um and i haven't seen any episodes other than this one yeah Mm -hmm. um it didn't come off as cheesy to me i i felt like and i wanted to ask you about your where you would put the tone scale for this jamie in a second um what batman think i think it's yeah Yeah. i think it's satirical of the movies Mm -hmm. and And uh, it's satirical of the hyper-masculine 80s era that gave birth to the movies and the characters, but simultaneously, it has reverence for all of that. Yeah. So somehow it strikes this balance of satirical, but also loving what it came from.
0: That's kind of what I wrestle with in my own intellect in some ways, is whether I'm watching it ironically or un- and i know i'm watching it unironically i actually get excited like to turn on the next episode and that's not if i was watching it ironically i probably wouldn't right. but i'm literally like i need to watch what happens next it's a page turner for me
2: <clears throat> so um, so from an yeah. instructional standpoint jamie how would you like say teach the tone scale for this one it's tough
0: th- this is one i'd almost like be scared to like say to try to emulate <laughs> don't try know? it yeah, don't yeah. try yeah. to
2: emulate it yeah um, yeah.
0: because i have a feeling there'll be a lot of people that try to emulate it and they'll come mm-hmm. off radically in one
1: they, way or radically in the they other. probably won't have the ip to lean on too they won't mm-hmm. they won't yeah
0: um yeah it's, it's necessary I, I, as for the pilot though i don't know that it's all that unusual like like i said jimmy when you get jimmy's only watched the pilot when you get the season three i mean it's it's almost it's like bonkers nickelodeon weird stuff with <laughs> violence and it's really odd because it really expands the world it's like, if okay.
1: you th- it's like it gets to the point where if you start to think about things too much then you might start to fall apart a little bit for you gotcha but gotcha. the characters are so good it doesn't matter that's where you're like, at you know
0: like it's a show i really can't defend like if you you know <laughs> i stand against somebody and they said well that's just so stupid. Blah 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 happens, and this and that. That would never happen in the real world. And this is so bad. Right, right. I really, I really don't have a defense for it, but I can say that I just really like it. <laughs> so it's,
2: it's, yeah. it's
0: a really strange show in that regard. And that's it's kind of why I wanted to talk about the tone was because so, so there's like, no like Batman Jamie, scale. Like
1: Jamie, Jamie, I would yeah. even say as something we talk about in the show often. There's so much coincidence in this show. Yeah, and mm-hmm. later on, even in this pilot episode, I think. But yeah, I don't care. That there yeah. is. It doesn't bother me yeah, but, whatsoever.
2: But I yeah. might I would argue that this is a this is a this no, comedy. No, and it's because yeah, of the tone. Like, That's what I'm saying, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's
1: because there's a comedic element to it and it actually yeah. surpasses that for me. Not making me care. If I was watching <laughs> The Sopranos and it had this much coincidence, it would bother me.
0: I I actually think there is um some huge charisma to William Zabka, too. Yeah. Uh that absolutely it really, yeah. it really in a weird, almost surprising sort of way that he can pull. Yeah. This off, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, We're not an acting could, podcast, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's not, <laughs> I don't even know that it comes down to acting so much. There's just something else. There's some bit yeah. factor to him to watching in this role, you know, like yeah. I'm not sure that I want him in another role, but maybe I do. I don't know. But in this role, he just kind of nailed it. He's
2: born to play Johnny. So young yeah. and old.
0: Yeah, so I, 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 I
1: think don't know. There's I an, just, there's an uh, the way it's written, and I am talking a little bit farther too. The way it's written is there's an innocence to Johnny, even though yeah. he's like an eighties asshole bully. He is That's completely right. unencumbered by the society that we currently live in. Yeah. He doesn't know about computers or cell phones <laughs> or what kids know. Perfect. I can't he's,
2: wait to he's, get he's into in it. He's an
0: innocent. So he's he's it's weirdly innocent while also being an ass. Yeah. And, yeah, and by the way, Jimmy, when you do finally get around to watching this, it is one of those shows that you binge watch like that. Yeah, it's, it, uh, you
1: want more and more awesome. and more, and it's not enough. You just
0: keep, yeah, you'll keep flipping the page. It's yeah. um, so so anyway, I I almost put this as a topic just to say there are a lot of things in this that, that are just work in a strange way, and I'm not sure how, but not necessarily in the pilot episode. Uh, <clears> so you might of,
2: you would say that uh, you wouldn't advise you proceed with caution if you're going to try to. Pull this one off. Uh, write yeah. a tone that is satirical of its of itself, and uh, at the same time, a reverence for what it's making fun of.
0: I yeah, um,
1: I I can barely. So the characters aren't laughing though, you know.
2: Exactly. No, not yeah. at all. They're yeah. not. They're, they're not, not winking. It's real not for Johnny.
1: All. It's not a joke. Not I can
0: barely think of a show or or a movie or anything that functions on me like this show, like <laughs> in the in this kind of weird way. I'm sure there's a few. Um, but, like, I listened to a podcast about, like, Heat Vision and Jack the other day. And Love was, Heat th-
1: Vision and Jack.
0: Yeah, and I was thinking to myself, like, how that kind of works in this way a little bit. Um, or something like that, you know, which is, <clears> those <throat> shows are few and far. I mean, Heat Vision and Jack had Jack Black, Owen Wilson, Ben Stiller, and couldn't get on the air. So that tells you how risky it is, <laughs> you know? Um, it's, it's not exactly, uh, it doesn't always work. That pilot's so. on YouTube for anyone interested. It is. Go yeah. check it out. Uh, structure. Yeah, so you know, Save the Cats about structure. Um, the one thing about this new book that I wrote, Save the Cat Writes for TV, go buy it now on Amazon. Um, it's I, I I would honestly say that while it has everything you need to know about Save the Cat, it has like three chapters in it that are pure Save the Cat. It's 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 you know distilling Save the Cat into its purest form. I consider this book it like if that's Dungeons and Dragons, this is advanced Dungeons and Dragons because there's all these kind of added points and stuff that you have to do for your pilot. Um so assuming that you kind of have a feel for or Save the Cat, and some people do, some people don't, I'll kind of go through it. The reason um structure and pilots, the biggest difference is, and I, I won't break down the whole, the whole thing, but we'll kind of go through it. Um, the biggest difference I found in pilots through analyzing a lot of pilots, and this came as a bit of a surprise, is, um, well, let me let me explain one thing first. There's, you can go find a calculator online. I think Save the Cat has one now, too. And a lot of people, when they wrote pilots, they'd want to use Save the Cat. And what they do is they'd sit in front of this, these calculators and type in, like, <laughs> 60 minutes. Right. And then it would say your catalyst needs to happen in the four minute mark or something like that. You know, it, it would just, it would just do the ratio and crunch it down from two hours to 60 minutes or 30 minutes for a, for a pilot. Um, and what I found when I analyzed these pilots, that's not what they're doing. Um, when you watch this pilot, if, if you just watch the first 20 minutes of this pilot, It almost is the same amount of time in this pilot that it takes to do the setup as it would for the feature film version. Mm -hmm. And and there's a reason for that, because the other thing that pilots, they're really important to pilots are character. Um, So if you go into a pitch meeting, almost every time I've ever gone into a TV pitch meeting, they always say, the most important thing is character, 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 blah, 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 character, character, character. And that's all they say. Okay? And um, knowing that, and I, I promise you, that's what they're going to tell you. I promise every single pitch meeting I go to, they, they say character first. We care about the character, blah, 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 this character, character. And I think it's because, especially in TV, because if you're going to stick around with somebody Walter White's going to become like more personal to you than maybe your brother or somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to know Walter White. You're going to know in this case, uh, Billy Zabka's character. That's your buddy. I mean, you're going to invite them back week after week, hour after hour. So it's really important to get to know character. So for that reason, save the cat. You can't just crunch the setup into four minutes and be saying, I'm done. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. So (laughs) You need a 20-minute setup. You need to get to know that character. In fact, as you'll see, setup is kind of sprinkled throughout the whole thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It goes almost a little 60 minutes. So all this is to say, the major, major difference, the one secret I'll give away from the book, I've given away all the secrets from the book, but you still are going to go buy by <laughs> um, is, is, uh, is In Save the Cat, one of the big gotchas that Blake Snyder always hits is page 12, that's the catalyst. Page 25, that's... Br- 25, don't argue with me. You know, that's the book. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you about pilots. In pilots, I think all the beats should be there. And you can use all the beats because that's how you get a cathartic story. That's how you get, oh, this person knows how to tell and all is lost. This person knows a midpoint twist. All those things are there. It's not just a setup. However, what I suggest is you use the save cats, save the cat beat beachy, like an itinerary uh, where... Where if you spend 30 minutes on the setup, well, you might have to rush your fun and games time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a little like um, if you were in Disney World and you wanted to spend 20 minutes at the parade, we all, you might only get 10 minutes to explore uh, the Star Wars land or whatever. Right. Um, so that's my suggestion with Save, with Save the Cat for TV pilots is you can spend extra time. And setup up as the place. You can spend extra time and that was, that was one thing um a tv writer told me when i was doing the book i did some research and i i asked about this and he said oh yeah that's definitely a thing and he said think about it this way your first act break when act breaks in tv are commercial breaks that's what they're called they're called act breaks so every act break is a commercial that's what they are mm-hmm. in tv um your first act break um is really important like if, if people aren't into the show, if they don't have buy-in to the characters and things like that, when that first commercial hits, they might just bail. They might flip the station. They might give you that first commercial. So a lot of stories take extra time getting to that act break. Like Like it might take 20 minutes to get to that first act break. And they they do all that character stuff that you'd see in a feature film because they need to hook you in the same way a feature film needs to hook you mm-hmm, and make yeah. you want to know what happens next and who you're on. But board it's more
1: with. dire in a television show, is what you're saying. It's more the dire.
0: format itself, it, yeah. Because they're, they're going to decide in that little commercial break whether or not they punt the whole show. And, <laughs> and you know we see things on Netflix and stuff like that now, so they don't have commercial breaks. But it's right. kind of the same thing. Like I'll watch the first ten minutes of a show if it doesn't hook me and I find myself drifting to my computer or something, or the you emotions, can easily
1: leave. There's yeah. so much choice now that that's also, that's the competition. That's the new commercial.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Content. It's content. There's so much content, never
2: right. ending options.
0: So, so anyway, the, that's what the book will walk you through. It'll walk you through some of that pilot breakdown stuff. And, and that, anyway, that that's the major difference I wanted to mention. Um, there are a lot of little differences and we'll go through some of those too. Um,
2: do you so, want to talk about how uh, this one doesn't exactly have a perfect save the cat? For yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, let's for- talk about that.
0: <laughs> so, And, and that's, that's another thing that I realized analyzing a lot of pilots is there's two things you really have to do. You have to get in a certain mindset with pilots because it's easy to watch. By the way, I don't think save the cat works best as an analysis tool. I think it works best as a help you break your story tool as an inspiration tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And I've always said that I, I say, it's not a great, if you're going to get hung up on like, what's mm-hmm. the all is lost of Seinfeld's first episode mm-hmm. or something, <laughs> right, you're yeah. doing it wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is to help you stare at a blank page and say, what do I need to do? It's like a writing partner. That's, it's that's, just
2: like log lines. You can't reverse engineer a log line. It works as, better as a, as it, a, inspirational tool
0: it's much better pulling things out of you and that and that's why you know it doesn't work for everybody but if you need it and you need that extra help then i think it could be great help for you yeah um so here's the thing when i started to analyze a lot of tv shows one of the things you start getting hang up if you watch the whole season or the whole series you start trying to that works on your head a little bit and you start like oh well this is the setup to the thing and you're trying to set up the whole thing we really have to look at the individual episode and what that's trying to do right so what is this individual episode about um the the tricky part that that jimmy was alluding to is normally a hero goal obstacle stakes that's what i'm looking for so we have our hero right uh we have johnny um what's his goal this is the big trick in this episode what is his goal in this episode what do you what do you guys think it is because well, I was having trouble. If I'm using it. the
1: if I'm using the right term here, the inci—I feel like the inciting incident is until he gets to the Larusso car dealership, right? I mean, <laughs> his goal until oh. then is just—it's kind of just being alive and not <laughs> being depressed, right?
2: Right. Yeah. For for me, I I was like, you really like challenged me to go. You know what? This isn't your typical uh, hero goal obstacle.
1: Yeah, it's not. Uh, story.
2: It's, just, it's so inner focused
0: it's inner like, focused
2: it's so inner focused i think the goal is to find purpose mm-hmm. which is to find the plan right this is your is the friend it is a man with a plan franchise right so like the whole goal of the first episode is to figure out what the plan is um right. quite afraid. quite literally we open with him getting flat on the mat and he has nothing to wake up for He has no reason to for get 30 out of years. bed. For 30 so years. it's literally a, a journey to figure out. It's like I, I said, I think the central story question of this first pilot is, will Johnny find a reason to get out of bed by episodes end? <laughs> like, right. Will he get his off, ass off the mat? Mm-hmm.
0: Right. <laughs> and I, I actually think it's, it's one of these things that usually you would tell screenwriters never to do, where right, yeah. it's a character not wanting to do anything. As opposed to a character who wants to do something, you know, he just yes. wants to kind of stay in bed. Um, and this is actually a problem exactly. in screenwriting. It, it also, it, <laughs> um, I don't, I think usually. we've made
1: fun of this too on the show before. I've made fun of it in life. Is never start a script with somebody waking
0: up. Uh, yeah, like never. A,
1: it's such a, it's such a cliche. So it, I have
0: a, th- <laughs> th- I have a thing in my book that says skip breakfast. Yeah, I was yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I noticed that most TV shows and I actually break down several really good pilots actually have a breakfast scene. It's the second scene in the show almost always. Uh, And it's either a wake up or a breakfast scene. Yeah. And I could count a bunch of them. I mean, everything from Rick and Morty to blackish to all kinds of things. The second scene is either a wake up or a breakfast scene. Um, So I guess the pros do it. So we, we make fun of it, but the pros do it for (laughs) some reason. Um, So yeah. So this, that's, that's the tricky thing. That's normally I would call you out. If you brought me a script and said, well, my character's goal is to do nothing, but stay in bed. (laughs) Pilots are a little, (laughs) pilots are a little different. Um, They're a little different in that regard. Um, This one does have the legacy thing, Um, Mm -hmm. but I agree. I I think his goal is to try to, um, if I gave him a one, if I redirected it a little bit, I, I think it would be also, in a weird sort of way trying to get out from the shadow of Daniel LaRussa's part mm-hmm. of it too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the end, the big change he has is that he's embracing that thing that he's trying to almost could, try could to just, forget. Could you simplify up
1: by say like he's trying to run from the past and then he embraces I think he's, the past that I think that's
0: of... that that's kind of where my gut fell on this on this thing. So when I break it down to that, when when I start thinking of the overall picture of it as that. Then my catalyst becomes that fight he gets to outside the uh, pizza place, yes. you know, or whatever. Yeah. The pizza—it's not a pizza place; it's a Seven Eleven or whatever. Because um, that fight, it kind of—he even has a flashback. They use flashbacks yeah. to kind of show us like the old him coming back. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I think that's the rebirth of the old him for just a just a nugget, yeah. just a nugget. Yeah. And then he pushes it back down, right? Yeah. And then almost in the reverse of the Karate Kid movie. Um, cause it really is mirroring the beats in some ways in a shadier yeah. Yeah. kind of way. Cause then the kid's like, Hey, why don't you help me? That's right. And he's like, no, I'm not doing that. You know? And he's, and again, he's back to the, no, I'm not doing that stuff. Dude. Um, Mr.
2: Miyagi is an alcoholic repairman.
0: Yeah, that's like, right. How fucking that's right. brilliant is it's, that? It's pretty brilliant. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then when he finally decides to help, which Mr. Miyagi did out of kindness and love and stuff, he's doing it almost as a way to make money and selfish reasons. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight yeah. up like using, yeah. Yeah. using
2: the kids. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So he, so he's kind of got this the other, whole, the,
2: other. The whole show
1: him. is kind of about his vanity for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: like the point.
1: It's one, yeah.
0: yeah, it's him. It's all about him. So, so, and and that's my point about like if you looked at it from the bigger picture of the whole show, you might be like, well, what's the funny games? Well, the funny games has to be him fighting and karate. But if you look at it from a point of a guy just trying to push down the past and stuff, the fun and games might just be talking to his stepdad and saying, you know, mm-hmm. don't talk to me. I, you know, I'd so, argue that it so was it's also just weird.
1: his idiosyncrasies of being out of time. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I think the that's fun true. part of that's Johnny to me is the music he listens to, the car he drives, how he doesn't understand now whatsoever. That's to me the sum of it, at least. Absolutely. Yes,
2: his yeah. trapped-in-the-past passion about the past is what makes him funny. Right. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, to get to some of the major things like going through the story, uh, and we'll spend a lot of time in setup because, again, I think setup is the most important thing in pilots because the whole thing is a setup. Your yeah. whole pilot is a setup. Um, the one thing I noticed when I analyzed all these um, television shows, and I did, I probably watched 20 different pilots. I picked about 12 for the book. And um, I noticed there was this weird thing that kept reoccurring, and I call it the opening pitch. And the opening pitch, it's different for every show. Um, but it's kind of like, goes back to the Gilligan's Island theme. Remember the Gilligan's Island theme? Yep. Uh, uh, it literally you know, tells the you know, pitch. It right
2: back in back here the hero
0: tale. Or the Brady Bunch. Or, um, or Beverly Hillbillies. So are theme all these songs ones. that told the story. Right. So what I noticed was that Pilots have replaced that with opening teasers they've taken they do these teasers that some a lot of times they have voiceover like uh, like 50 percent of them had voiceover yeah sometimes they're like james bond openings a little bit like the mandalorian has that a little bit but you Mm -hmm. know you learn everything you need to about the mandalorian like i'm a bounty hunter i kick ass i have a harpoon on my back I i got this um you learn everything you want in the opening teaser and it replaces those old songs that used to be there in some ways. <laughs>
2: That's um, great.
0: Yeah. And in this case, in this case, what you need to know, and we, you know, this show was made for the YouTube generation who might've not seen Karate Kids. So they needed to put in like where Johnny's mindset was in that little opening teaser, you know, just through flashback. And stuff like that in history so that's how this one uses that that thing but you'd be surprised if you go back and watch the pilots you watch how much heavy lifting they do like you could imagine if they didn't do that how they might have to repeat all this stuff or talk about mm-hmm. it or something like that instead they just get it out of the way they're like scratch that off the list let's go from here from this point on um, in procedural shows or, or like sitcoms like blackish i can think of Blackish has this opening two minute teaser where he just tells you, he pitches the show to you basically (laughs) in voiceover. It's a little montage and he's just pitching the show to you. He, you know, he says, he says everything the show's about, he mentions the theme. He does all that stuff. Grey's Anatomy does something similar. Um, a, A lot of shows have characters giving speeches at the beginning that are stating their they're they're internals you know um so anyway these teasers it, are it, super it, important it's funny yeah. that we're having this discussion only
1: a week after the end of WandaVision a show that <laughs> did do anything you just said
0: yeah well, <laughs> WandaVision is definitely it's pretty a different,
1: I don't want to talk about WandaVision I just find it interesting that we're coming
0: on the heels of that anyway go ahead yeah the the WandaVision did it uh each episode <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> exactly yeah um, but yeah now, WandaVision division definitely is a weird animal. Yeah. Um it it like the first three shows probably could have been cut out of a normal thing and you probably could have started in the middle and you know it, and then started. Uh but um it would have been a completely different show. Um but yeah, so the opening teasers, that's that's that <clears> opening <throat> pitch thing I noticed that this did. Um and then it drops us into him waking up for for breakfast. And it does a lot of the things, um normal setups need to do Mm -hmm. and and one of them uh that we were going to talk about is (laughs) it gives us uh johnny's rooting resume um and johnny that we love right that's right that's right so johnny's rooting resume is basically a list of reasons we want to cheer what why we want to invite him back in week after week to our living rooms we have to we have to sell that as writers in that pilot episode like that's critical for us to sell that in a very entertaining and fun way And the weird thing about Johnny, because he's such an anti-hero, because he is the guy who wants to push, he kind of has that reverse rooting resume Mm -hmm. that we talked about Mm -hmm. in the past, where you basically can take the bullet points of a rooting resume and say, what's the opposite? (laughs) You know, what's (laughs) (laughs) I think Jimmy mentioned that he actually tracked as he does. Oh, uh, I tracked and and I
2: tracked, and I want I want to go back to it later because there's so much, and I feel like the reason this is an amazing pilot more so than anything else is because pretty much every single moment for 27 minutes is a rooting influencer um and uh some of the some of the reversals that's really good so i'm going off of jamie you have six you have eight categories in the in the book okay of of rooting influencers right you have Mm -hmm. uh -hmm. i'll I'll take uh, your word for it i have have jamie's root for sale on amazon yeah, yeah i have i have jamie's rooting resume <laughs> let me go buy a Safe copy right now on amazon <laughs> as you
0: can do for um 24.95 okay
2: so in category one you have all the different ways you can uh communicate that the character is an underdog right mm-hmm. and one of those ways you say is we're all weirdos freaks or nerds deep down and mm-hmm. we empathize with people that don't fit in mm-hmm. he doesn't at all empathize with people who don't fit in. He looks down yeah, right, at their vulnerability. Right. Like, mm-hmm. he he thinks people who are weirdos, freaks, or nerds are weak. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, like, that's one inverse. Um, uh, in category two, it's great. Almost every category we're hitting here, an inverse. In category two, Jamie, you have something that, that says, uh, communicate all these different ways that they care about someone or something. And one of your... Uh, and he, he does have a kid, and that's one of the things, that he that he, he has a picture of his kid on the fridge, and we right. learn that he hasn't uh, seen them for a while. And so that's a rooting influencer right now. But the reverse is, you said, a cause, exclamation point. He has no cause. He is yeah. completely without purpose. Um. So that's, like, another very interesting, and that's, like, typically, like, what you might find with, yep. like
0: interestingly enough by the end of this episode i think we'll put we'll add the cause to his resume. yes you know absolutely what I mean? yeah, absolutely. yes
2: yes um uh the another category you have here jamie of the ruining resume is they're fun and and there's lots of reasons he's fun like we talked about bob like the 80s the you know all his love of the right. 80s he brings is back hilarious. all the nostalgia anyone he, yeah. would have right he's he drives a shitty pontiac that's rotting and he says it's a classic and the guy who tows it is like yeah whatever um it's also <laughs> his his
1: like toxic masculinity is funny also he's right, funny yeah. himself
2: the, the, li- the yeah. line he says he's like i didn't call her a bitch I said she was (laughs) bitching at me there's a difference Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, like his attitude yeah he's not Um, a genius
1: either like that's all right yeah Yeah. yeah. so
2: so but but two of the reverses Jamie you have here sweetness and charming Mm -hmm. personality right he's not charming at all and he's fucking mean and cold (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and so those are two great inverses Uh, something you would see in Biff, Biff which is perfect 80s 80s hyper masculine villain Um, Five, we know their struggle. Uh, You have have all the different ways you can communicate how uh, a character is struggling that makes us root for them. One of them, you have, they confess their flaws. His problem is the opposite. He is unwilling to be vulnerable or admit that he's wrong or confess any sort of flaws. In his mind, he's flawless, right? Simultaneously, he feels like he's a loser, which is like a great character Mm -hmm. paradox, right? If you ask him, like what are your flaws he would say i'm too cool like but like if in in reality he feels like he's a loser um so that's but another I, also
1: ingredient. because of other people
2: right that's a good way I to put it i don't think
1: he bl- he blames the world or others than, more than himself
2: that's right oh yeah Jamie, that was another one i wanted to ask you um that's in the next category. in in one of your uh one of your categories there is uh the world uh treats them unjustly, I would mm-hmm. say it would be the opposite, right? He he blames the world for treating him unjustly, but the world is fine, right? Like...
0: Yeah. Like I, I there there are some things like I don't know.
2: I mean come on the,
1: the the pizza thing, come on. <laughs> there is some world building there about how the world
2: That's is a true. pile of shit to him. That's true. Yeah, it's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah,
0: like because <laughs> like, things like the pizza thing or even just they stuck in a job where you have to just dig rats out of uh the, you know, there's there's things or like you that. Just get yelled at by rich people. Those
2: those are the positives, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: they're the positives.
2: So That's so it. okay, but the category, Jamie, in your in your book, I'm spoiling all of James's book here. Um for right. a rooting. Just resume. get the transcript
0: and print it out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this give yourself this, the money. This section, we wish we were more like him. Almost every single one of your possible ways to communicate, we wish we were more like him. He does the opposite, right? Self-sacrificing. He's he's beating up those teenagers to protect his car, not to protect Miguel. <laughs> right, um, right, right, right. Uh, generous. Yeah. He couldn't. He he, he, say, he tells him it's not my problem when he wants when a kid wants help. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> loyal. He's not loyal to anybody except for himself. Um, smartest person in the room like you said Bob he's like he's, uh, he, he's not concerned with the things that uh,
1: intelligence is not his key factor and yes. the, show, the show plays on that as we go
0: forward too in fact it's a bit of a blind obsession It uh, is yeah. situation where yes. the reason he's funny is because he thinks he's the smartest one Yeah, we know he's not we, and that cracks us up and yeah.
2: then my favorite one that's so premise delivery Lives by an honorable code. This man lives by an unhonorable code. Strike first, strike hard, <laughs> no mercy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's great. So so there's a lot. I mean, look at how many inverses of that there are. On top of all the good ones we can get to later that make you care about him. Those are the ones that make you go like, yeah, hey, he's a villain and he's a lovable villain.
0: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so kind of related to that, there's there's this idea in the book like with this hero construction and i actually think this is the weird thing about pilots you have to create a hero that'll last many seasons yeah yeah Um, and and they're not going to change uh that much uh he he does change a little by little going throughout throughout the whole thing so to kind of make them sticky and to make them remind you know you have to almost see their transformation for them and hope for it, but um, you know it's not coming. I, I have a thing in, in the book called the transformation map. Um, and it's just kind of like, I, I did that almost to put a character arc into, I, I think it could be useful for um, regular features as well. Mm-hmm. Transformation map. I, I did it to kind of give you an idea of what their transformation looks like, you know, from mm-hmm. from pilot to maybe, Season ten or something. Yeah. So uh, the the good example would be like Walter White goes from Mr. Chips to Scarface. Like that would be <laughs> yeah, right, his, right. his end. Um, <laughs> but on, on top of that, transformational map. Me- yeah, go ahead. I, Sorry. Well, I was going to say like I, without
1: spoiling anything, you could easily do that with where the show is going right now.
0: Yeah, you know I mean? Where
1: Where Johnny's ending. I don't want to spoil anything, but where he's starting to end up. You know. Right. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, and, um, it's a bad point because so I can't spoil it, but go ahead.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Yeah. And then, um, uh, so I, I feel like it's important to come up with that transformational map um before you start writing the pilot so you can hint at what it is. Because by the end of this episode, you'll want a viewer to have a feel for what it is. Jimmy, did you get a feel for what? like his transformation might be by the end so so i want
2: i wanted to i wanted to ask you guys because i think it's it's a great um it's a great it's instructive that it's not so simple
1: Mm -hmm. um and it's it's
2: it's it's a show about
1: uh, well i i like what the writers have so we haven't really touched on it but the writers said the movies are about black and white and Mm -hmm. these this whole show is about gray areas Mm. right right which mm-hmm. like that's, that's their intention with the show specifically. It's like Johnny. Mm. The, I think the pilot sets him up as the hero, but I don't think the show is concerned with which one is the
0: hero.
2: Actually. Oh no. wow. Okay. In the, in, yeah. I haven't gotten farther. Yeah. That, that's um, that's the
0: one thing this doesn't show, Jimmy. That I should, uh, and it's really not a spoiler. But this show is equally about Larusa later on. Okay. As it okay. is, literally um, the
1: second episode is what this episode is for Johnny to okay. Danny. So, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. so it's kind of tricky so so
2: oh so so because i know bob hasn't read it yet um i will i
1: will i will no
2: no no that wasn't a judgment <laughs> yes yeah, my pat that was a passive aggressive not not jab sure. since bob hasn't read it i ordered I it yeah um the, so uh, busy so, so, with things so Jay, Jay, jamie you, you have the for for listeners you wanna? I'll, I'll I'll hit the bullet points and then you can expand on it and then we can bounce back and forth. Yeah, sure. So thing. you have the construction, the here, the sticky hero construction is you need a flaw, you need a shard of glass, you need a want and a need, and those are the ingredients that you put into the transformation, mm-hmm. transformational map. So oh. so for flaw, there's so many, right? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. ground, it's like Groundhog Day level, mm-hmm. uh, where there's like there's like. A dozen different things that he needs to change, which are which we can get in when we get into the things that need fixing. But uh, but the main ones are he's stuck in the past. He lacks responsibility and he hates himself and others, which to me pointed to like a core flaw of self-loathing. I just call mm-hmm. him self-loathing to me. Yeah. yeah all of his problems uh, spur from from a core Self-loathing. He, he fucking fa- hates he, himself.
1: He failed 30 years ago, and he's hated himself every day since. That's, exactly. And, know, that
2: yeah. Bob, that is a perfect segue into his Shard of Glass, mm-hmm. which yep. is humiliated by Daniel and his sensei at the 1984 All-Valley Tournament. Yep. Um, and then, for once, I think mm-hmm. it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. He wants a lot of things. He wants love. He wants, he wants money. He wants power. But mainly... He wants respect,
0: respect no yeah.
2: one respects him, mm-hmm. and he wants revenge against Daniel for the loss mm-hmm. and the pain of 34 years. Yep, um, but the need, I think, Jamie, tell him, and you guys can bounce off me if you think thing. The and, need is, go ahead, Jamie.
0: Yeah, well, all I was gonna say, is this is something that probably only the writers knew at the pilot, anyway. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah, kind yeah. of hint at it, there's some thematic stuff, but um, it, it you know, I. Whatever you say, what the need is probably um it's, it's your best guess at at this point. You at know what this I'm point, saying? I yeah, think the, yeah. I think
2: the need is self-love, self
1: love. Yeah. No, I think you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. Having seen the show completely, yeah. But entirety, but I but I
2: but but it's also to how do you get that? You have to overcome trauma. You have to gain responsibility. You have to love others, and and yeah.
0: So. So in, in relation to that, and I think you nailed it, you nailed all those things, because I would have put the want at self-respect or I'm sorry, not self-respect, respect. Uh, from others, Respect. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because the want is usually the thing they think will make them happy. Right. You know? So they think if everybody just bows down to them and says, you're right, Johnny, that'll yeah. make them happy. <laughs> but the real fix is something deeper that they need, mm-hmm. to do. which we haven't um, talked
1: about it. But they, I think that's where you his uh, father in law comes in. Or his fate, not his father-in-law. His gotcha comes in. We haven't Mm -hmm. really touched on that, but that isn't that whole scene about him not ever having love. Mm -hmm. He only understands respect. He never has understood actual love.
2: Yeah, Yeah. no one taught him. No one taught him love, right? Right. Right. How would he know? You're right. He wouldn't. Um, And uh... and and that that
0: gets to the the next thing in the book. I have this thing called a broken compass, Uh, and the broken compass is. um, I, it you know it came from this idea that when you pitch tv shows um you kind of have to say well what is their flaw and how does that show up week to week like that's something they ask you for uh i mean or, or the better shows have it's like look this it's better to pitch a character's flaws and say look this is how it's going to show up week to week and remember when we talked about groundhog day and we said the best stories attack the flaw constantly mm-hmm. yeah, yeah well that's that if you're if you have to come up with something before you write five seasons um, this was a tool, you know, that I, that I put in the book to help you come up with it. And the idea I had was if you write almost their mission statement, their broken mission statement, like what is Johnny, if Johnny wrote out like all the things he (laughs) believed in terms of always and never, what would it be? Like hot Um, babes and beating up like (laughs) notes. It'd be like,
1: so yeah it'd be so terrible yeah it would be like <laughs> so, i will i will always strike
0: first or whatever right you know? it would just it's be terrible like that, jamie,
2: right? jamie yeah. i i fucking love this this technique that you've uh I, created I, after codified. i made
0: it up i've I, i've been using it and it, it seems very useful when i get into a scene i can look at that mission statement and see how old the character would react in the scene that's what i use it for it's
2: awesome because in the book you do a great job of giving examples of various um of various shows and characters mm-hmm. and their mm-hmm. mission statements. So there so in the book there's a list of there's a big long list of I will never, I will always, I will never always always for various characters that we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. And um we're constantly talking in the show about wrong way approaches and mm-hmm. wrong way goals. And yep. this is a great way to brainstorm how to, right. how to, how to visualize that, right? Because mm-hmm. the constant challenge as a writer is how do you make what's ha- what, uh, what the character's going through vocally and visibly measurable? And this yep. is like a perfect way to, to brainstorm ideas. So, so I, I, I thought there were some pretty funny ones with Johnny. I said, I will never accept help from others. That shows up over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, I will always hide my feelings. Right. Um I will never admit when I make a mistake. Right? He, like he puts the TV mm-hmm. up on this what this door? <laughs> right right um, right. Um I this is this was one that struck me Jamie that mm-hmm. before before your exercise I didn't notice mm-hmm. this in the pilot and then watching it back after this exercise I will always fight back. He mm-hmm. fights back with the TV client he fights back with his mm. boss, who fires mm. him. He yeah. fights back with the mini mart clerk. He fights back with the homeless lady. He fights back with the bullies. He fights back with Miguel. He fights back with his stepdad. He fights back with the girls who hit his car. And then in the end, after he leaves Daniel's presence, he vows to fight back against Daniel.
1: Isn't that so? That's isn't that also a slight rooting influencer kind of there? That absolutely. even though he's mm-hmm. doing it kind of selfishly, we're kind of somebody who fights for themselves. You. You want them to yeah. succeed in some way, right?
2: And then Jamie bouncing off your book, uh, mm-hmm. some things we'll get to later. The one whiff of change compass mm-hmm. I will never help others,
0: right? Right, because mm-hmm. in the
2: end, he says, Well, he says, I'm it's gonna kind be of, your sensei right.
0: <laughs> kind of like a, a a hand solo kind of like I won't yeah. stick my neck out for others, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. It's um, me first.
2: Right. This is this is my favorite thing that, and and I haven't read the whole book. I've read about a hundred pages of it mm-hmm. for this podcast. More than but...
0: Bob, at least <laughs> I have read zero.
1: So I've read the back cover.
2: I mean, this is a this <laughs> this podcast was to pitch the book, so mm-hmm. that's why we're doing it. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's great. It sounds really good. <laughs> now I, I wish I didn't even have to buy it. I could have just listen to this podcast.
0: That's I'm right. kidding. Pronounce the transcript. That's all right, I'm saying.
2: right. <laughs> um, but yeah, the compass. I stole your thunder there.
0: Oh no, you didn't. You didn't. Okay. I don't think. Cool. I don't think you did. Uh, that was perfect. That was good timing. Okay. Um, good. And, it's and a then a really and good then name he,
1: for it too, Jamie. Just it's a yeah. Good, it's a good title for that well, technique. Well,
0: my my thing about it too is if you if you have one of these, and I think it could be worth. I, I use it for feature scripts too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Here's here's what it does for you. Let's say you have a catalyst, you know, then you can look at it a catalyst. Um, Obi Wan says, Luke, come on the mission with me. And you can look at the, you know, Luke's broken compass and you can say, how does he react here? And it can kind of turn your script in those debate sections those fun and those funny games. It turns them into hero. It really is a hero driven, hero first story. If you take that and say, how would they react? Yeah, And then you can, so you can use it to ask yourself, like, well, how should they react instead of just coming in with plot? Like I need them to do this. I need them to do that. Um, And and you can also ask like what catalyst, how can I tweak my catalyst or something to really push against that? Yes. uh, Broken compass. It's a great way to like,
2: it's a great way to brainstorm contrasts in the, in the scene, right? Characters Mm -hmm. with as, as like, opposing viewpoints that push this to the limit right that, that push these broken compass mindsets to the limit that's crazy.
0: and the the funny thing is that i give an example in the book that's almost identical to a scene that happens in this particular um pilot so in better call saul uh there's a there's a scene where saul is kind of in a similar thing like he's struggling to get money i think he's going to get kicked out of his office in the pilot and then right before the first commercial break the first act out um he gets a check in the mail and i think it's from his brother or his brother's law firm and he tears it up it's like he finally got the help he needs and he tears it up yeah, and, th- and that and that's because he has a code you know he's got this code that's right um, yeah, yeah. just like johnny has a code he's going to tear that Johnny might be this repulsive guy, but he's not taking money from that stepfather. I I would argue he does it
1: twice, Jamie. He tears up his stepfather's thing, but he also tries his best to refuse help from LaRusso.
2: Yep. He does not want
1: to accept it. Because his code is
0: LaRusso is all things wrong with the world. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) So so his code is causing these problems in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He could finally get help. He could shake hands. He could be nice. He could make nice with LaRusso instead there's no way i'd rather not have the thing i love most which is my pontiac whatever um i'm not it's funny how that how important that car becomes too in in sort of a yeah. a weird sort of way because even the one moment of joy he gets is when he turns the i think it's head games. Yeah. Right, driving around and it's like yeah and that's Listen like the one moment of joy man. yeah and yeah. it's 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 that car that and it actually kind of sets up and all is lost when the car gets damaged um Car's kinda, that is the car is like bubble, his safety bubble. It's it's his best friend in some ways. <laughs> yeah, it's, you're it's right. His right. Magic. <laughs> um, so yeah. So on top of that, the last thing in setup, and and we've kind of gone over these things. That's really important that you need to put in are the things that need fixing. But keep in mind that all these things we're talking about. The weird thing about pilots is, you can, sp- not only do you have them in the setup, and you need them in the setup. And Johnny has a ton of things that need fixing. <laughs> Um, Dude. But, but you could put them throughout the, the story. But go ahead, Jimmy. Do you, oh do you my God, here comes. Jimmy's got, oh a, list. Jimmy's got, got a list.
2: Jimmy's got a list. They're so good. No, we've, we've talked about this uh, in many episodes.
0: This is a um, movie thing as well. Yep. It's a
2: movie thing because I read amateur scripts all the time. That's my job. I read about 40 pages of amateur screenplay a day, five days a week. Um, and what I see all the time is a setup with one thing that needs fixing and that's it. Or two things that needs fixing and that's it. And that doesn't make for a transformational journey. Right. Um and those things may be really interesting and really well crafted, but once you follow that for another 30 minutes, like you're done. Like you're you need more. Um and so this is this is going back, Jamie, from to the original save the cat material that I'm that I'm referencing here. Um, Mm -hmm. the, the Blake Snyder stuff, um, the six things that need fixing generally fall into five categories. And so I'm going to set up the categories and like Johnny has like a dozen in each category. (laughs) Um, changes in attractiveness, false beliefs or personality, strained personal relationships, not being entrusted with responsibility or not able to handle responsibility, being invisible to key people, and others don't believe in you or you've given up on yourself. So section one, changes in attractiveness, false beliefs, and personality. He drinks too much. He takes shitty care of himself, and he looks like shit for Johnny. Like, we know what Johnny could look like, right? Um, He's racist. He says, oh, great, more immigrants. Um, He's sexist. His, he's aggressive and he expresses toxic masculinity still from like his 80s machismo. He hates himself. He hates everyone else. He's heartless and uh, he mocks vulnerability. And also, he doesn't recycle. <laughs> like, that's also, another, he's he, dirty. Yeah, he's just dirty. <laughs> he's a slob. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, strained, strained personal relationships every single person in the movie he has a strained personal relationship his boss his clients his neighbors the convenience store clerk his son who he hasn't seen in years his stepdad daniel every single person he encounters he has a strained personal relationship not being entrusted with responsibility or not able to handle responsibility it's both right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um be- being invisible to key people he literally seeks isolation he says i've lived in this shithole for 10 years the pipes don't work the fountain's full of piss and the only good thing about it here is i don't have to talk to anybody um he's invisible to his rich clients whose house he repairs he's invisible to the local bully teens they blow like vape smoke in his face (laughs) um the jogger he hits on thinks he's a joke um the homeless woman thinks he's there to steal his turf like he's not even seen his like he, she dehumanizes him after her own dehumanization. Um, others don't believe in you or you've given up on yourself. It's both for that, right? He's given mm-hmm. up on himself and others don't believe. So like, look at all those things that need fixing. And that's like, you know, that's more than six. That's like 50. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and here's another key thing about things that need fixing. If, if you're deciding like what kind of scenes to put in your setup, the guidance I usually give is try to write scenes that show how the flaw is causing things that need fixing. So when you're coming up with your setups, and that kills two birds with one stone, so to speak, you know, because it, it's both showing the flaw, it's showing how their broken compass is screwing things up, but it's also showing the things that need fixing that have to happen. And that, that's true for a feature or for a pilot. Um the big thing I wanted to say about a pilot, and I listed this under funny games in our notes, but it's really not funny games, is some of these things that need fixing will not get fixed f- till much, much, much later. They won't get fixed in the pilot. And that's one of these weird advanced yeah. Dungeons and Dragons things that happens mm-hmm. in in mm-hmm. pilot writing. Because you need to know the balance. You do need setup and payoff in your pilot. But you don't need everything set up and payoff because the audience knows that there's a future. Right. They need. They want to watch next week. So. Right. Um, these things won't all get fixed. Um, so that's what I. That's why I wrote that under the fun and games. I call it. It's kind of set up and much, much, much later, or wait for it, <laughs> wait for it, wait for it, it payoff. I um, love it. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil much, but I also find
1: it interesting that while we're talking about how he's broke, he has the broken compass and what needs fixing. I find it interesting how they approach this season. Uh, The first season is that when you find out how Johnny views his old sensei and you find out that Johnny's actually aware of that character's broken compass and that and what that character needs fixing and it, it opens up all this nuance about Johnny where like, you know, he knows where he knows that he got a broken compass, but he's also completely unaware of it.
2: So he doesn't know that guy that that Reese is a is a negative self reflection. Like he doesn't know that that guy is like a reflection of it. like he's become that guy.
1: Yes, there's shades of that. There's yeah, it, yeah. He knew, he knows Reese is not. He knows he, he, Reese had his problems. He, right, right. Yes. He, he, he definitely thinks
0: he's he's angry with him and stuff like that. Like, like, that yeah. When he he, he was
1: the back. he looks at him as like the broken father that he had that right. showed him the wrong road. Yeah.
0: Yep. And that's season. That's, for season
1: three stuff oh but, um, damn well no no that's season two that's they, they, they yeah that's season, yeah you're right He right, comes right. back in season two that's spoilers you know that you know he's back i know
2: yeah. i've seen the you've I've seen, seen the trailer marketing, yeah, marketing yeah right yeah, yeah
0: yeah this thing goes to so many different crazy angles jimmy that um it, i'm sure hillary gets, swank is gonna big. be there hillary swank's coming back we all know it come on
2: that's awesome <laughs> yeah
0: but
1: that brings uh, us to funny games right well, that, that's what we kinda, I was going to say. Is, we kind of touched uh, yeah, on it. I put that but... in
0: there. Um, th- the fun and games is kind of weird in this. It's skimped over. You know, it's not exactly uh, like your typical. Like when I said, if we were writing the feature version of this, this would need karate and things like that. And that's what I mean by when you think of your pilot's story, you have to think about how small it is. It doesn't have to have the fun and games of the show necessarily um, because it. Again, and this one does, I think you're absolutely right that some of the fun games is seeing Johnny in the modern world. That's the real fun Shadow water. Yeah. But it doesn't, <laughs> it, it doesn't necessarily have Cobra Kai in the pilot, which is really the fun games of the thing is bringing back Cobra Kai and him being a teacher is another part of the funny games. Pilots don't need all of that because you do have lots of story to tell. So um again you pick and choose your battles you have to choose what is important and that setup is so important um and as long as you can make that setup entertaining which this one is massively entertaining then you don't necessarily need the fireworks that might come in the feature film version of this that would have all that stuff you mm-hmm. might rush right if this is a
1: film um, him and danny would have been fighting like they'd have to fight like 80 like minutes that. in right yeah
0: yeah uh so so anyway that's that's the funny games and this one also because the the, um the want is so loose it's hard to figure out what the midpoint is exactly too because what's the big twist um the the father coming in seems almost like b story stuff Mm -hmm. it's again it's another what you find with the b story beat in pilots is sometimes that b story beat sets up the B story for the show. So him and his dad, him and his kid that's set up in that B story beat, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's not necessarily the B story for the episode. Sometimes it's like, gotcha. That's what hits right there. You know, in that funny game spot where the B story usually lands and then it's set up and it pays off later on. Uh, You find that all the time.
1: Would you also agree that fun and games could apply to just the, since it's an IP, just the act of seeing him and, Daniel talk talk again.
0: (laughs) Doesn't that count? That counts as funny games. Maybe not (laughs) conventionally, but sure, it sure does. It it doesn't really hit the funny game spot. Like to me, funny games is less about trailer moments. I know that's a big because in movies it usually is trailer moments.
1: Yeah, Yeah. but
0: to me, it's always about like when you take the logline. What's the movie? The story you came to see. Mm -hmm. And in this one, we talked about that the story we came to see was a guy trying to not do anything in some ways <laughs> so so our fun and games is really a guy but trying i don't think some people are watching the show they came mm-hmm. to
1: see the show for those two the confrontation the confrontation yeah, yeah like that's what yeah, i'm yeah. saying like some
0: people are watching the show for that oh, moment you know, I, I, i'm not i'm not arguing that at all oh, okay. i think that's I didn't think absolutely you were, yeah. true i i think the i think it's a little different to say like your log line for the pilot wouldn't be your log line for the show yeah your log line for the show is to watch Danny and him fight um so that has to happen over the course of the show um but the log line for the show is really it's more structural and the fun and games of it is really about a guy not wanting to do shit and (laughs) and and what what changes that and this is why i peg it as my midpoint is when he watches iron eagle on tv yeah he gets his magic message from a mentor and yeah. That's the classroom yeah. scene, isn't it? Isn't that the classroom scene? Yeah, I, that's it. it. <laughs> <is>. Yeah. <laughs> it's Iron
2: it, Eagle. Right.
0: And the, the other thing you find with, um, with pilots, so here's a key thing with a pilot that I've also found. The theme of the pilot episode should be the theme of your show. So episode five might not be the theme of your show. Episode five, the theme might be money changes everything or something. Who knows? I don't know what it is because it could be a bottle episode. It could be anything. But your pilot episode should really hit the theme of your show, and I think that kind of tells you know he has a gift and he should use it and stuff. Yeah. He shouldn't be hiding away. And you know, I think I think it really hits at a theme, an overall theme for Johnny for the show at least, um, and it hits right at that midpoint. And then it's a false victory because what happens next, um, the the commercial comes <laughs> on with Daniel or Larissa. <laughs> And that sets him off in an internal bad guys close in kind of thing yeah. where he goes out and gets drunk and does, you know, yeah. drives his car around. Yeah. And, um, uh, and then on top of that, the all is lost. I, I, I peg the all is lost as his car getting hit and, and the daughter being there. Um, the dark night of the soul is him having to face, i am just rushed through this to get to our next bullet point. The dark night of the soul. I would peg as him talking to Daniel Larusa and, and Daniel Larusa um, <sighs> trying to give him money and, you know, cause he's suffering essentially. He's kind of, mm-hmm. wall- he's wallowing in this Daniel LaRusa crap that set him on the bad guys closed in, in the first place. Like he's got to deal with us, but then, so here's the big thing I wanted to get to. And the final thing we'll talk to, about is, <laughs> okay. do, do you have a, do you have something? Bob? I, I
1: wanted to say the I don't, I, I think one of the genius things about the show with, I guess this sort of plays on what you're saying, but is that, we talk about how like he's so, he's so low after 30 years of being a failure. He's so low on the line. And the thing that he envies and the thing that he hates that he views as success is a guy being a car salesman. <laughs> like that's how low we're talking. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is LaRusso's life really that glamorous. Like it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, normal, but yeah, he is a car. Yeah. salesman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would just say God. like it's, they didn't like reach for the stars. LaRusso is not a famous karate ins- like fighter or instructor. Right. That yeah. fight didn't actually determine anything about their lives.
2: Right. In fact, it most didn't. people have forgotten about it. Yeah, they don't give a crap. Um, yeah, you,
1: they're
0: <laughs> the only two that care about
1: it. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah.
1: It just, I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a good
0: point. Yeah, it's it's funny. So, yeah. so, so here's the other big thing. Again, you went not at the buy the book. Now that I tell you the big secret sauce, <laughs> I found analyzing all this stuff. I fit. What I discovered, and this took me some soul searching and some a lot of analysis, but what I realized is a lot of TV pilots don't have finales. They have break into threes. And the break into three is the break into series. So it's like, so what happens? Johnny goes to this, all is lost. His car gets messed up. His, he meets Daniel. He has to see Daniel. Daniel kind of gives him crap. He can't take it. And then what's he do? He makes a big decision that's that's going to put him in a new direction and the movie that new direction would play out in the finale right Mm -hmm. we'd make a choice you'd be like i'm gonna fight in the tournament or something and then the fight would happen that would be the gather the team the blah 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 the blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. but in 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 some tv pilots not all but some tv pilots and a lot of them once they make that big decision we're out that's next week because um (laughs) (laughs) And and, and it was a major discovery that I found, and it was kind of a eureka moment that I found, was that pilots don't always have finales. Pilots have this big change decision sometimes at the end that then leads to the next week. Because it's not over, so you don't have a finale. You know, some pilots do have finales. Some do have a moment where they then decide, and then they go through another thing, and then they make a change. But a lot of them do not. And and what happens in those, then the finales are almost always, and I can point to a couple as examples, they're usually montages. They're like gather the team montages, mm-hmm. is what they are. Um, and in this case, you know, tying the headband, doing yeah. the thing, yeah. you know. It's an 80 80s
2: um, montage, man.
0: Yeah. 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 And and usually there's this thing I call the whiff of change stated. So in a pilot, I believe there has to be some whiff of change. So the character doesn't arc, the character doesn't change all the things that need fixing don't get fixed the flaws don't go away but there's a hint that puts them on the trajectory right and in this case johnny doing something you know something to get out of bed you know yeah. something that's going to put him on a course of learning throughout the many seasons mm-hmm. that come the other big thing i learned from analysis is almost all of these shows almost all of them have this thing i call the width of change stated so the marvelous Miss Mrs. Mazel, like at the end, uh, she has a thing where she asks somebody, um, "Do you like being a comedian?" And it's Lenny Bruce, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And she's like, "He likes it," you know. And you can see that she's saying she likes it. Or um the, I'm spoiling these shows now. The end of <laughs> the, the end of the pilot episode of Barry, somebody comes up to him and says, um, he and he he's at a diner. And He goes, he's talking to this girl. He says she's an actor. And um, he says, I'm an actor too. This one ties the thing up. I'm your sensei. Um, Mm -hmm. It's amazing how many episodes do this. Almost to the point that I think if you're writing a pilot episode and you're breaking the story, go to your finale and write that thing into the finale. Write your outline basically. Just write it. Just write it. And then earn it. And then go and earn it. Because it happens in so many of these damn things that it almost feels like you should... You should do the same because it it it's pointing us to next week. It's getting us there. It's saying we have the setup. We're the thing. We're gonna move forward. We're on the path. Lost is, in motion.
2: lost. The last line of the pilot is, "Guys, where are we?"
0: Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you just, just made just me think. Thing.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I I think I, it's it's amazing how many of these are, and a lot of them that I break down the book. I'd say seventy five percent of them have the width of change stated. Um, I mean, just to give you a bad example, like Rick and Morty ends with um, with uh, I'm trying to think is it is Rick or Morty the uh, the, the it's it's uh, Rick is the uncle right is it Rick or is it Morty? Rick, I can't.
2: Rick, Rick is his grandmother. Yeah,
0: I should just do it from uh, Back to the Future. And Bob, Dr. I Marty. feel like
2: this would make an amazing supercut.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, well, if you want to give me all those clips, I'll have to download them. Sure.
0: Oh no, that's true. It would, <laughs> yeah. it would make it be easy to find them. At least they're all in the yeah. very they're last, the very, yeah, last um, scene of the,
1: of the pilot.
0: But at the end of Rick joking. and Morty, yeah, <laughs> at, at the end of Mor- Rick and Morty, he's even going. It's Rick and Morty. It's Rick and Morty forever. It's Morty and Rick. It's Morty and Rick. And he <laughs> yeah, just yeah. keeps saying it and it kind of just says that's what that's what the, the show, show is no and it is yeah yeah um so anyway it's a key thing i found through analysis through again watching like 20 of these and i kept seeing it and i'm like oh they did it again and i wrote it down um but again cobra kai di- did it and it's it surprised me because i didn't watch cobra kai anal- for analysis for the book and there it was it was it was right yeah. there yeah the um so anyway that's that's my finale for and this and that's why that they should buy the book because in.
1: You don't talk about this. You talk about other stuff. That's right, and that's why that's you right. want
0: to purchase that book. That's right. That's right. That's why I'm not going to give you the finale to the book. You have to go and buy it and read it just to break into. It. This is your yeah, break J- into. It. Jamie this has.
1: Is- you have a whole series of books you're going to write, but that's just the title of the book, right?
0: This this is when you decide to go make that purchase right, right now. A call mm. to action. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And by March 30th, you can get an audiobook read by me. It'll sound just like this podcast, or you can get <laughs> no, literally it better on Kindle
1: because it's not online. But yeah, that's right. Yeah. Without the dropouts, without the
0: dropouts, freezing, we edited uh... those parts away.
2: <laughs> I think I think a lot about the people who have only heard the pandemic episodes and how different
0: how different it they must
2: sound. feel to them just in general like we're, we're it's usually, fine we'll like get back said, to it one day we're, it's we're fine. usually like in a room hyper focused with high quality sound yeah it's very it's it's weird the,
0: the, the president was on just the other night and he said podcasts may resume in person by july 4th <laughs> <laughs> he said that <laughs> the important issues addressed that's rock what. and roll yeah he said i just wanted to let you know thunder Grub will be in person by <laughs> yes. july 4th that's what he said <laughs> my dream come true
2: that would uh, be amazing
0: um
1: do you guys have anything left to say about cobra kai mm. i think we covered everything we wanted to
2: i think it's a really instruct- instruct- instructive pilot to watch yes, I and i would so. say
1: i'd go far as to say and i'm sure jamie you would agree it's an instructive show if you keep going it is it it's is. got I, they, I love it i it, i really do they, they do everything that i could possibly want as a fan of the franchise just,
0: just don't make me defend it because i there's <laughs> there's things there's things yeah. about it i can't defend it but i
1: do place, love it it doesn't take place in our reality Let's we'll say that right it takes right. place in an off reality where karate where, where karate matters
2: in a post 1984 All Valley tournament world,
1: there's shades of like, not, I, once again, not spoiling it, but I think Danny LaRusso's wife is kind of the character of the person that Jamie was arguing with, where she mm-hmm. kind of realizes it's all ridiculous. You know, like, mm. like she's, she's a little bit the everyman outside yeah, of the yeah. She like, Yeah, okay. yeah. She realizes that warring like karate dojos is really stupid and a thing that shouldn't exist <laughs> and would never <laughs> exist, but it does. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> the, and, and just like we said uh again i don't really think it's a spoiler but the kids play a major major part in yeah, yeah. the series. the as kids well. are a whole, so,
1: a whole other beast almost from what we talked it, about today
0: it it almost is an equal it's almost like a three-part story where it's mm-hmm. like la Russa's family johnny's crew and uh and then the whole high school the whole high school kids and stuff like that yep which uh, this the pilot does
1: not really delve into the high school as much as the show's actually eventually
2: does so right they hooked but. you they hooked you into johnny though yeah he
1: did are you gonna are you uh, are you gonna finish it jimmy are you gonna actually watch it when you have time
2: I'll, oh i'll 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 get there
1: <laughs> when you have time
2: i'll put it this way uh revisiting uh karate kid one and two for this series is the first movies i've watched since january so okay. um
1: <laughs> well outside of um jamie's book which i feel like we've plugged ad nauseum for 90 minutes <laughs> do we have anything else you guys have anything else you want to plug
2: nope
0: i, um, I okay good garden state film festival right comedy of horrors uh check it out if you Jamie, that's
2: so awesome you got something you're directed as well jamie's on fire
0: that's right that's right premiere of pandemic is when comedy of horrors man
1: there you go there you go (laughs) um i want to plug the fact that if you go to youtube.com slash thundergrunt podcast it's a mirror of the entire thundergrunt podcast on youtube uh and you can listen if you prefer listening to episodes like that you can listen to them there and uh, I have another show that actually has video that I actually record videos. Sometimes you can actually see my dumb face if you want that. <laughs> but yeah, that's up. It does. You don't have to listen to that. But you know, youtubecom Podcast If you like watching or listening on YouTube, I don't know what people prefer. So I think that's everything, guys. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Can we, te- can we tease? Can we tease?
2: Can we tease the next episode? Absolutely. Um, I like. I like doing this now. That the- okay. now. Now the guy
0: like, like a James Bond movie. Yeah, return. This is
1: our break into three. It's our break <laughs> into <laughs> three. That's right. Yeah, Hell three. yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um
2: the uh the guys are humoring me this time. It's gonna be very much, I feel like the, this tur- is... the teenage mutant ninja turtles episode. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm Jamie's pretty like, down
1: with this, dude. So. Yeah,
2: because Jamie's like ten years older than us, so he was like in his twenties when the Mighty Ducks came out. I'm sure it wasn't as impactful for him. But uh, we're gonna do the Mighty Ducks since the series is coming out. We're gonna do the nineteen ninety two Mighty
1: Ducks. I feel like you, it's as instructive as some of the great sports movies, though. Absolutely. So, do you,
0: do you know if it's on any of the streamers? Maybe Disney. It's I, on uh, Disney Plus. Well, yeah. Okay, because Disney's yeah. making the, figure. Disney's doing the sequel show thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So um, before before that episode, anybody rewatch it? Disney Plus.
2: Uh
1: yeah, you'll be out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, get ready. Yep yeah you know money i can't
2: i can't wait it's i i use it and i'll revisit this when we get there i use it as an example so often with sports scripts that i get i
0: don't think we've done a sports movie either we have haven't
2: we? no but and we yeah
0: yeah my my thing my thing well we'll get into it next time but my <laughs> one of one of my favorite movies is the bad news bears yep. yep so to me it's it's it a big news If, ref,
2: if
1: yeah. I had to choose, I would have actually chose Major League. That would have been me.
2: Okay. But so uh, but I'm a big I love Major League, My, Major League.
1: I love Mighty Ducks too, so I'm down with either. Or. Awesome. Yeah. I'm
2: excited. Well mighty uh, we're doing you, Mighty thank Ducks. You, thank you for humoring me, guys. Yeah.
0: Well I had I many a Mighty Ducks t shirt for some reason. <laughs> we could <can> say this because <laughs> the team became the mighty, the Anaheim right. team became or not Anaheim yeah. or was it? Yeah, it was Anaheim.
2: Yeah, Anaheim. Yes. We'll say I'm not a hockey, guy,
1: Jamie. Despite your, uh, you know, your distaste for doing the, the Ninja Turtle episode, it is our like highest downloaded episode. Yes, it is <laughs> by hundreds by of- like, <laughs> right? Seriously, like <laughs> double. I expect almost. the same of this. Yeah, right. <laughs> so all you <laughs> prove help us uh,
0: prove to Jamie that it matters. I, I could see a Mighty Ducks versus Ninja Turtles movie. I could kind of see it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, awesome. hockey I want to see and, that. You
0: know written by jamie nash is what i want to That's say right oh hell uh, yeah K- casey jones place for the ducks <laughs>
2: <laughs> hell yeah there's connective That's tissue
0: awesome. there there
1: why not <laughs>
2: right um but uh jamie thank you for this uh instructive yeah lesson. thanks man i feel like i learned a lot
0: it's awesome great thanks for doing it and everybody go buy that book please buy the book i and did need your money <laughs> buy the audio book too when that comes out Yes, by the audio, you can hear me talk. <laughs> for hours. <laughs> for hours and hours. All right, thanks okay. for listening,
1: guys. All right, okay. bye, everybody. Bye bye. You have just listened to Writer's Blockbusters, a screenwriting podcast featuring two professionals and another guy. Available only on Thundergrunt. <laughs>